Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Today is Sunday, March 28, 2021. On this day in 2007, 38-year-old Hiroshi Maiowe was sentenced to death for the murders of three people. He had met all his victims on websites that catered to people with suicidal ideation. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes dramatizations of murder and discussions of suicide that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today, we're covering the day Hiroshi Maiowe was sentenced to death. Let's go back to a courtroom in Osaka, Japan on March 28, 2007. Presiding Judge Kazuo Mizushima didn't believe there was any possibility of Hiroshi Maiowe being rehabilitated. The convicted murderer claimed that he was unable to control his sexual arousal when he witnessed the suffering of others. He'd even filmed his heinous deeds so he could relive his victim's agony. One thing was certain, Maiowe posed an unspeakable threat to society, over a four-month period in 2005, he had murdered three people. Two of them, a 14-year-old boy and a 21-year-old man, remained anonymous. But we do know the tragic story of one of his victims, 25-year-old Michiko Nagamoto. On February 19, 2005, Michiko Nagamoto made the fateful decision to agree to meet up with Hiroshi Maiowe. The two of them had met on an online suicide forum. Michiko had joined the community a few months earlier. She found some solace in knowing there were others who felt the same way she did. The members of the so-called suicide website offered companionship to each other when many felt isolated in their real lives. They shared their motivations for wishing to end it all and discussed possible methods to make it happen. It wasn't unusual for members to join up for a group suicide. A common technique was to sit together in a car with the windows sealed while burning a charcoal stove inside. Everyone in the car perished alongside each other from carbon monoxide poisoning. And now Michiko really connected with someone who shared her determination. His name was Hiroshi Maiowe. She'd been emailing with him for months, and they had shared about 20 messages back and forth. He had offered to rent a car and pick her up. Together, they would accomplish their dreadful goal, sitting quietly in the vehicle. Now that she had a date and time scheduled, she surely felt some peace. When the arranged time came, Michiko was ready. 
It's possible that the despair she normally felt had lifted somewhat, and she must have been full of adrenaline. The moment she had been waiting for had arrived. A car slowed down and pulled up at their meeting point. Michiko must have been hopeful that she could trust her fate to Mayawe. After all, he'd shown up in the promised car on time, and everything was going according to plan. Michiko pulled on the handle and opened the car door, grateful to climb in and escape the chilly February air for what she knew would be the last time. Mayoe stepped on the accelerator, pointing them both toward their fates. After a short drive, they arrived at their agreed-upon isolated location, where they intended to perform their solemn rite together. But something was wrong. The charcoal stove that would provide the fatal carbon monoxide wasn't there. As Michiko glanced around the car, she felt Mayoe's hands on her. Before she knew it, he overpowered her and bound her tightly with rough rope. She doubtlessly felt shocked and totally helpless, unable to squirm out of the bindings. This wasn't how it was supposed to go. Terrified and in pain, Michiko started to scream, but Mayoe covered her mouth and nose with his large hands. He squeezed her nose closed and clamped her mouth shut, rendering Michiko unable to scream or breathe. He held her until she stopped squirming and kicking and eventually collapsed into silence. Michiko's life was over, but not in the way she had intended to go, sleepy and full of peace. Instead, Hiroshi Mayoe made her final moments a living nightmare. For this heinous crime and the two others, the prosecution demanded the death penalty. Upon reflecting on Mayoe's actions, Osaka District Court presiding judge Kazuo Mizushima stated, The crime was cruel, harsh, and outrageous. This was a crime aimed at fulfilling the accused's sexual desire. It is difficult for him to change these unusual characteristics. We cannot help but give the extreme penalty. And the sentence for Mayoe was extreme indeed. He was sentenced to death by hanging. Coming up, we'll detail how Hiroshi Mayoe was caught and brought to justice. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from Parcast. When you think of a criminal, do you picture a killer, a gangster, a thief? I bet you didn't think it could be the little old lady down the street who murdered her tenants. Every Wednesday on my series, Female Criminals, meet the unlikeliest of felons, mothers, neighbors, and unsuspecting lovers with a penchant for dangerous behavior. Discover the psychology and motives behind their disturbing crimes and find out where their story stands today. But that's not all. Airing right now on Female Criminals is our special five-part look at the world's most infamous femme fatales, women who were deceptive and deadly, but not always the villain. Catch these episodes and more by following the Spotify original from Parcast, Female Criminals. New episodes premiere weekly. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Now back to the story. On March 28, 2007, 38-year-old lust murderer Hiroshi Mayoe was sentenced to death for killing three people. And the death of his final victim, 25-year-old Michiko Nagamoto, proved to be his undoing. The young woman's body was discovered in the mountains of southern Osaka on February 23, 2005, four days after her murder. She wasn't immediately identifiable, but police took her fingerprints and matched the body to Michiko Nagamoto. Once they knew who she was, the clues led the police right to Hiroshi Mayoe. Using computer forensics, investigators were able to trace the emails he had exchanged with Michiko. He had also left a paper trail from the rental car. It took a few months to build the case against him, but Mayowe was arrested on August 5th, 2005. He confessed to police that in addition to taking Michiko's life, he had murdered the other two unidentified male victims and revealed where he had disposed of their remains. There was no need for a drawn-out trial. Later that year, on December 3rd, 2005, Mayowe appeared in Osaka District Court he pleaded guilty to the charges against him. Even he knew he would be unable to control himself if he went free. When the judge asked Mayowe if he would continue to have urges to strangle people to stoke his sexual desires, the killer replied, I have worries. And so he was sentenced to death. The execution took place on July 28, 2009, Hiroshi Mayoe was hanged until he was dead at the Osaka Detention Center. Like his victims, Hiroshi Mayoe met his end being strangled to death, robbed of any control over the situation. And though his death couldn't bring back those he had killed, it at least served up a bit of poetic justice. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out the Spotify original from Parcast, Solved Murders. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Christine Colby, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 